certainly a privilege to have all of you back this afternoon. It would have been easy to just go on home, whether it's bad, and we had service already, but it sure pleases me to see all of you. And this congregation is about the size I'm used to. So uh, thank you for having me down this weekend. You have your Bibles, let's turn to Luke chapter 10. Beginning in verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, this must have been a very familiar question because you go to Matthew chapter 19, verse uh, 16 over there. And you got a rich young ruler asking him the same question. What good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So it's a, a, a pregnant question. And the thing about the Lord is he knows the audience and what they need to learn from the lesson because what's said in Matthew 16 is God's word, but it's totally different than the way he addresses it here with this lawyer. And he says, what is written in the law? How readest thou? He's a lawyer. Let's talk about the law. What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all the heart, with all the soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. That's what's written in the law. This do, and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed on by, the, by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, and pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. He says, Now which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said, He that showeth mercy on him. I want to stop right there. 
What do you think about the man's answer, the lawyer's answer? His answer was, he that showeth mercy on him. When the Lord asked him the first question and he answered it, the Lord says, thou has answered right. But when he gives him this answer, the Lord did not say, you are right again. But he didn't say, no, you are wrong. He didn't say, you are right or you are wrong. And the first thing that I see from this, there are certain things that we can learn from God's word, from reading books, from studying what is said about a certain subject. But then there are other things that you're only going to learn by experience. He didn't say, thou has answered right or thou has answered wrong. Here was his answer. Go and do thou likewise. You don't know yet who your neighbor is. Just because you said the one that had compassion on him. You will not know who your neighbor is till thou go and do thou likewise. You ever had an experience where sometime, and we're talking about the Good Samaritan here, you hear somebody in conversation. I remember I worked with a guy one time. He was late coming to work one day, and he made the statement. He says, uh, well, I was being a Good Samaritan today. He says, I was coming to work, and I was on time, but I saw this little old woman on the side of the road, and she had a flat. And so I stopped and changed her tire for her. And he compared that to the Good Samaritan. And I began to think about that. Now that's noble what he did. That's something we should do, you know, automatically. See a little old woman help, need stop and help. But here's how I compared what he said to the Good Samaritan. I said, that's like me hitting a home run in Little League and now thinking I'm Babe Ruth. You know, that makes me Babe Ruth, just cause I hit a home run in Little League. You know, I did a good deed, but that's not an inkling to what this good Samaritan did. Let me give this example, and you give your own self a test of how far you would go to be a good Samaritan. Suppose you're driving down the highway and you come up on a car wreck, a one person car wreck, and there's somebody hurt in the car. Now, would you stop and if they're bleeding, try to help stop their bleeding? Would you bind their wounds like the good Samaritan did? If you had something, you'd probably do that. Would you put him in your car? It said he put him on his ass and carried him to the inn. Would you put him in your car and carry him to the hospital? Mm, I'd probably do that. 
okay, when you get to the hospital, you know how it is when you're carrying somebody in they can't talk for themselves and you brought them in. Oh, wait a minute, don't leave, I need some information. And usually what they want, first of all, you get your name, who it is, and you say, well, I don't know him. I just saw him hurt on the highway. Uh, I don't know this man. I just knew he needed some help and brought him to the hospital. Well, uh, he don't have any information on him. Uh, uh, who you think is going to pay this bill? Uh, you got anybody you know that we can, does he have insurance? Who's going to pay this bill? Uh, well, and they want what they want, at least a down payment. You know, would you, well, what do you need? Well, uh, I remember when I had my heart surgery about three years ago, and they wanted a down payment up front. Even though I had insurance, they wanted a down payment. And uh, I asked the lady, well, how much you talking about? She said, well, can you put $5,000 down? I mean, that was the down payment to they were wanting. They're going to accept less, but that's what they were wanting for a down payment. And uh, would you be willing to put $100 to the hospital to get this man? I'm just trying to get in your mind where is you're going to be the line that you draw when it comes to being a good Samaritan. He gave the innkeeper two pence. But now he says this, and it's getting now close to the time we somewhere we're going to have to draw a line. He says, give him two pence. He says, take care of him. And he says, and whatever he owes when I return, I will repay. Okay, you've helped this man. You put your $100 down. Are you going to tell that lady of the insurance that says, uh, I'm coming back, and whatever the bill is, I'm going to take care of it. You know what kind of bill you can get in a moment in the hospital when they start running tests, and tests lead to surgeries, and surgeries lead to uh, ICUs and all that? What kind of bill you're talking about? He didn't want to know what it's going to be. He just says, I'll pay it. Well, somewhere along the line, you say, well, I would help him to the hospital, I would bind up his wounds, I would go in and I'd give a hundred dollars and that's it. That's where I'm gonna have to draw the line of being a good Samaritan. That's the point. Well, this man said, I will pay all that he does, all that he owes. And Jesus says, go and do thou likewise. Now you see what he's calling on to be a good Samaritan here? Do thou likewise. And usually that is the kicker where people read this story. But I'm fixing to try to show you a way there's way more to this story than that. The story I give you in my hypothetical wreck case was you're helping someone you don't know and you're being a good Samaritan by getting them to the hospital and helping them with their wounds till you get them there and taking care of them till somebody else takes over. But let's see if there's not a story here we're missing. Most times we read this 
we forget to go back a chapter to chapter nine and see why the Lord is telling this story about this good Samaritan. Go back to chapter nine and we begin reading at verse 51 toward the end of the chapter. And it came to pass that when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because, he, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. He said he came into a village of the Samaritans, but they would not receive him because it looked like he wasn't coming, just coming here for us. He's going to Jerusalem. So they didn't pay him any attention. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? Lord, you want us to call down fire like Elijah did and consume them? Now here's James and John. John, the disciple, they call the disciple of love. Well, boy, he's showing a lot of love here just because these Samaritans wouldn't receive the Lord even though he looked like he was just passing through. You want us to call down fire and consume them like Elijah did? When he's talking about Elijah calling down fire, he's not talking about the fire that Elijah called down that destroyed the altar and the sacrifice and licked up the water. That's not the fire he's talking about. He's talking about the fire that Elijah sent when the king called for Elijah to come in his house and he rebelled and he sent down a captain that had 50 soldiers and Elijah sent down fire and consumed those 50 soldiers. And then he sent another 50 and he sent down fire and he consumed them 50 soldiers. And another third had come up there and he's fixing to send fire down against them. But the captain said, have mercy on us. Lest thou consume us also. That's the fire that he's talking about that Elijah called down from heaven. You want us to call down fire and consume them? And look what the Lord does. He tells them a story. And not only does he tell them a story, he's got the Samaritan, the hero. How dare he? Because you see, the Jews had no respect for the Samaritans. Even the Samaritan woman by the well was amazed that Jesus even talked to her. He said, the Samaritans don't have any dealings with us. They hated them. Now you take that, and now let's put that in our story. And when he says a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, what if the Lord, when he said that, that he put in James's mind, and he put in John's mind, that you are that certain man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho? 
and fell among thieves, and they left you half dead. And your priest didn't stop, nor your Levi didn't stop, who would have been friends to the Jews. But this certain Samaritan come by. And suppose that certain Samaritan had heard what you said to Jesus. Now you're not stopping for somebody you don't know. You were stopping for somebody that had just previously asked the Lord, could we send down fire and destroy you? Now, I personally have never known a person that I thought wanted me dead. No, I know there's people who don't like me and probably don't like my preaching or whatever, but I've never known anybody that wished I was dead and if they had the ability, they would kill me. I've just never known anybody like that. And I think most of us are probably that way. I don't know anybody that had ever wanted to kill me. But this Samaritan could have. He knows this man, he's fixing to have compassion on him, which he showed compassion. If the roles were reversed, he would not even stop and spit on him. He hates him that much. And yet this Samaritan is helping him. I hope this picture is growing to where now you're beginning to see that the true Samaritan has only been the Lord Jesus Christ. That he had compassion. That he paid the price. The full price. And the scripture says, and while we were yet enemies, Christ suffered for us. Christ died for us. This man paid it in full, was willing to pay it in full for a guy that had once said, I would like to see you dead. Unbelievable. And the Lord says, go and do thou likewise. And you see, we don't understand who our neighbor is. When he said, I guess it's he that showeth compassion on thee. Was that the only neighbor you can see? What did the Lord say about that kind of love? If you love them that love you, what reward have you? He said, publicans will do that. You're not going to know who your neighbor is until you practice being one. And how far will you go? And even though most of us agree we would help people, if we thought it was safe, we would help them the best we could. But even in the best of our efforts, we ain't nowhere getting near how much Jesus helped us. We ain't even getting close to how much a Samaritan helped him. Bound up his wounds, carried him in, paid the price, Agreed to pay whatever he owes, I will pay that. And most probably, he knew what the man had said about him. Can we send fire down and destroy him? 
Doesn't this give a new sight to these verses when you see what could actually happened here? And the Lord knew the thoughts of James and John, who most time are admirable apostles. John wrote the books of love, first and second, third John. But even the best per person in moments of weakness, the flesh will come out to such as this. Shall we send down fire and destroy them? Every person in here knows the things in their life that only you and the Lord knows and things you have thought about other people from time to time, just in a point of weakness. And you get mad at somebody and in your mind you're saying, well, I wouldn't do this, but I'd like to send down fire and take care of this person. And then the Lord show you how much compassion he had with you. He died for people not that were good unto him. He died for sinners. He died for the ungodly. And he went even beyond. Not only did he pay the price, he gave his life to be your neighbor. And so the Lord says, you go and do thou likewise. Every day we should practice being a better person tomorrow, going a little bit further tomorrow than I would have yesterday and trying to learn that everybody should learn. Try to be like Christ. God bless you this afternoon. Thank you.